Alright, you hear that? Rain. It's going to cool things off just a little bit. Unexpected, actually. Did not think it was going to rain today, and then all of a sudden it did. And, well, what can you do? <laughs> Except stay inside. Friday, July 22nd, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky, and this here is my audio blog. And I'm actually trying to live stream this at the same time. Uh, so we'll see how this goes, whether it uh, works out or if it needs a little bit more work going forward. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been it hasn't been too bad as of late. The uh, weather's been okay today. It was cloudy all day. I thought it was actually more smoggy than anything else, but uh, apparently it uh, was just preparing to rain, <laughs> and so now we have rain. Uh, but uh, I, th I think it's going to actually clear up for the weekend. Uh, yeah, tomorrow clear, so that's all. Yeah, it seems it's a one-off tonight. Monday, Tuesday, yeah, all next week is going to be cloudy. And then Sunday, July 31st until, like, the whole first week of August is supposed to be uh, just raining. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, I guess it's either hot and humid or hot and rainy. Take your pick, but uh, you're not getting cool anytime soon, I'll tell you. It was actually quite difficult to get going this morning uh, because of, um, oh, I don't know if it was the heat or whatever. I slept pretty well, uh, but uh, the whole, uh, I, I did not do my, I want to say it's the half Murph. It's not the half Murph. It's actually a quarter Murph. I was thinking about this number. I was like, wait a minute. I don't even do half. I do literally a quarter of what you're supposed to do for the, the CrossFit Murph, which is this... Uh, um, challenge that the the CrossFit people do. I uh, I, I usually do it on a Friday morning. Uh, that's my designated Murph day. Uh, but uh, today I was I woke up and was like, nope, I don't think this is going to work today. So instead, I went for an hour long uh, bicycle ride. And then I after that I came back. I'm like, you know what? Let's try to go for a run. So I went for a one mile run, and boy, that was stiff. <laughs> uh, Triathlete, I am not. Uh, triathlons, like the the Olympic one, is what fifteen hundred meter swim, forty kilometer bike, and a twenty kilometer run. There are other ones, like the Ironman triathlon, is like I think double of whatever uh, the standard triathlon is. Could I do a triathlon? Not sure. Not sure if I'd want to. It seems like a long time. Like the best times are like in like three hours, four hours sort of thing. And I'm sitting there going, I mean, an hour for me to cycle 10 miles, which is what, 16 kilometers? That's quite a bit. I'm not sure if I'm prepared just yet uh, to do that sort of, to have that sort of challenge. And I'm, I don't, yeah, I no, I don't know. I, we'll just stick with what I've got going on right now, you know, running, running. Um, four miles a day, Chabudua, a little bit, uh, and then uh, from that, maybe work up, even going to like, anything more than two miles, like two miles, it takes me 20 minutes, so it's a nice warm-up, and that's what I use it for. If I start going two and a half miles or three miles, then it starts taking up more time, and it's, since it's just cardio and it's just a warm-up, I mean, I do want to get into uh, my the rest of my workout rather than just running all the time now. I mean, some people would just say, well, run faster, <laughs> get it done faster. There's something to be said about that. Uh, and possibly it's something that I could work on uh, going forward. So uh, if it works, I mean, if, it, if I can make it work, then great. If not, then, uh, well, we'll just do the two miles morning, afternoon, 
with the uh, the weights thrown in there as well. I did uh, since this morning. I didn't do any weights, but in the afternoon I did, and I ended up ripping off one of my calluses, and that kind of hurt. So now, uh, I mean, I, I stopped as it. Thankfully, it happened towards the end of my uh, workout, uh, and I, I know some people would be like, ah, yeah, keep going, <laughs> tape it up, get some tape, and keep on going. I'm like, you know what? I didn't. First of all, I didn't have any tape. I used to have this medical tape, this white tape that uh, it's like a cloth tape. And I'm not sure who I gave it to, but it's gone now. I can't find it around my apartment. So um, that stuff is good because it doesn't stick to your skin as much. Uh, and uh, I mean, I remember using that when I was uh, doing tie boxing and stuff like that. It was just a lot easier to tie, uh, to tape up, um, you know, hairy limbs without ripping off too much skin or too much, too much hair in the process. But uh, with that being said, uh, the... Um, yeah, ripped off cows. I don't think this is, it's not a major, it's a very small minor injury. It just meant that I had to stop my kettlebells. I tried to keep on going, but I'm like, if I just rip this thing open, it's going to make this things work. And you know what, going into the weekend, you know, what if we just took some time off and just let it heal? And then hopefully by Monday, good to go for the, the Steel Club workout. Drugs! Drugs are good, drugs are bad. No, some are good, some are bad. Ask your mom, ask your dad. You remember that conversation or that commercial? I'm not sure if you Brits had that, but uh, us Canadians grew up with this sort of commercial that was uh, drugs, drugs, drugs. Some are good, some are bad. Ask your mom, ask your dad. Stuck with me my entire life. And the only, the other thing about drugs I remember in my youth is, the, what was that movie with Alf? Uh, I had, it was like a superstar lineup of all your... Uh, animated characters, and it was like an anti-drug campaign, basically. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was a big movie, and I remember like the hallucinogenic trips that they went on or something. It was really gross. Like they really painted a very kind of bad picture of um, the of what it's like to take drugs or to be on drugs. Now the uh, I think that's what Beavis and Butthead then made fun of later on, like ten years later, like towards when I was going to high school and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, the reason I bring it up, it actually came up in conversation uh, recently, you know, uh, doing drugs like that, because I, I, there are people who talk about it, and I, in my travels, I've met people who are on them, or want to do them, or travel to these places to uh, do them. In China, they're illegal. You can't do any drugs. If you, uh, um, and, and for the record, like the people who get caught and executed, uh, those are the ones that are like dealing in like lots of lots of it and usually have been doing it for a very long time and finally the authorities are like okay time to bring them in sort of thing and cut their head off uh, but uh, the th- this new documentary came out on Netflix and it's by Michael Pollan uh, he was on Joe Rogan and the reason I want to take a look at it because when he was on Joe Rogan he talked about going off of coffee for three months I it was some experiment that he did uh, that uh, he was like, all right, well, I'm going to, he just, I think it was 90 days, three months or so. He's like, no more coffee, no more caffeine. Like, so it was, I don't think he even drank green tea. I think it was like just strictly no caffeine at all. But when, after three months, when he got back on coffee, he was just like, it was such euphoria. And he goes on about this history of like how the Western world became ever so much more productive when, it was introduced to the coffee bean. And the, the coffee bean was discovered sometime around 8th or 9th century AD, uh, someplace in Ethiopia or wherever. 
Um, Ethiopia is a traditional homeland of it. Um, but the idea was that when humanity started drinking coffee, it was like all of a sudden, you know, we weren't lethargic at all. He makes this point of uh, talking about the reason why we have coffee breaks at work isn't because the employer is being generous to you. It's like, oh, you've been working really hard. No, 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 no. It's so that you can go get a coffee to re-energize yourself to be more productive. It's literally a method to milk more work out of you, squeeze more work out of you. And you, so you get two coffee breaks these days, 15 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes or whatever, 15 and 20 minutes in the in the afternoon, right? And that's what happens is that, I mean, a lot of guys, uh, a lot of people I know go get another coffee in the morning. I mean, some people I know drink a lot of coffee. Some people have like one cup and they always get like the, the Bienly Fun coffee and they're like, oh yeah, it's, it all tastes the same. I'm like, you sir, obviously don't try, actually taste what you're drinking. Like, I would rather just have one nice coffee in the day rather than drink two or three pails of that machine stuff. It's lavazza, typically. They use lavazza in uh, Bien Feng, But uh, they're old beans. They're never fresh beans. They're very old. I, I, yeah, No wonder they have to add milk and sugar to it. It's like, well, you're, you're drinking tar. Eh, so anyway, so this documentary, which is on Netflix now, goes through. There's actually four different drugs he talks about. What is it? it's, it's shrooms, pot, uh, MDMA, and there's one other, I think, er- Ergo? And I'm not sure what that is, actually. So uh, it's interesting, though. He talks about specifically how uh, these drugs have been very prominent in indigenous cultures throughout history. Like, they're, they're documented throughout time, and a lot of people have used them. A lot of cultures have used them, like in Mexico as well. Um, he talks about Mexico and uh, psilocybin. psilocybin, psilocybin. Uh, I can't remember it. Mushrooms, basically. Uh, and how it's used to sort of en- enable people to reach another plane of existence and understanding of life. The the documentary focuses a lot on people who are dying, like end-of-life patients who or uh, cancer uh, patients who uh, are facing some sort of, like, they're, they're facing issues with death, right? Like, they're facing death, and so the, they're given these drugs. That, of course, it's voluntary, and they're, they're not just given these drugs. Instead of going on antidepressants and these other types of drugs, they opt for using these uh, alternatives uh, under doctor supervision. And they talk about how it's sort of changed their life and their whole understanding of the universe and how their existence within the universe is much different. And I kind of think of this, and like I've heard of this, I, I know that Indonesia is a big place where people go, uh, Bangkok is also one place, uh, like Thailand, parts of Thailand, I should say. There's also, uh, what's it, uh, something with cannibals, the Sex Lies of Cannibals. This is a funny book where this guy, the author, uh, goes to Kiribati, uh, an island in the South Pacific, uh, just north of Australia, and he has Kava, and his description of him on Kava is fucking hilarious i mean you do have to read it uh but another one of those those uh drugs where it's actually it's it's the drug where they put it into a sock and young boys suck it out and then they spit it into a bowl and that's what you drink and you're going really (laughs) really uh sex life uh, of cannibals um what martin rr troost 
Van Martin Troost? I can't remember his full name. Uh, but uh, very famous book, Sex Life of Cannibals is what it is. There's another one he writes. He has another book about coming to China as well, which I didn't think was as good. But that's the book where I learned that the KFC at the corner of Tiananmen Square, like on the south western corner of Tiananmen Square is like the largest one in the world or something like that and it was the first one in China um, so of all facts with these drugs what about alcohol caffeine and tobacco specifically tobacco and alcohol like tobacco is very common um, and Michael Pollan he does actually the, the, this guy in this uh, documentary uh, does try tobacco the t- traditional indigenous way of doing it where it's like a whole ceremony and just like one puff though it's not like you know having 17 cigarettes in a day it's one puff and he talks about like wow when you have one puff of uh, tobacco it's a very potent experience uh, but it's very short-lived alcohol as well though he doesn't talk about alcohol because I think he's talking more about the hard drugs or what would be considered harder drugs than alcohol and, and tobacco uh and caffeine for sure but even alcohol i mean in some people that i've talked to is like it's, it's a depressant for a lot of people uh for me i've always found that when i start drinking it's usually because i don't want to think anymore i want to suppress all of like the a lot of the creative thoughts some people like to say that um, alcohol induces creativity it lowers your inhibitions and you're able to be more creative I, i've never found that to be a case I think the the thing the two things that there's a few things that have made me very creative. Number one, good sleep, uh, which means moderate to no alcohol intake hours before going to bed. Number two, um, caffeine in the morning, like having coffee, having something to sip, and it's more like a distraction. But having coffee that that's helped. And number three, working out, like being active, I have found helps a lot in not just the uh, the physicality of it, but then also not feeling bad, like I'm getting lethargic or like I'm getting out of shape or anything like that. I've helped. Uh, I've found that that's very uh, instrument, uh, very helpful in um, being able to help me with being creative. And so he talks about these different things. I look back at all these musicians who, like I've listened through to uh, throughout the ages, throughout my years, and it's like all of them. <laughs> really fucked up on drugs. That's from a Tool album. Um, they talk about, you know, what, what sort of drugs they're on. LSD was very popular back in the 70s. I mean, that's Led Zeppelin. That's Jimi Hendrix. That's all of these people uh, that are like classics, the the big wigs in the rock and roll industry, rock and roll hall of fame, lots of them on all sorts of drugs. Uh, I, I, I was never sort of swayed that way. It never made sense to me to go down that way. So maybe that's why I'm not known as being a musician. <laughs> Uh, but uh, why is it that so many musicians do take part of it? I think with that, it's more about uh, not so much that uh, musicians take drugs or that there's a in, in, uh, some sort of inherent connection between them. It's more that the people who are likely to succeed uh, or the people who are more likely to be musicians and have a life as a musician are the ones who are also willing to take the risk of you know uh, consuming various substances, being experimental. And that you can see that in a lot of music, uh, wherein it's people will take risks with their instrument. Well, they'll take risks being like getting out of the the strictures of the uh, whatever their musical genre is. And so that would sort of that type of person who does that, and especially someone who's you know paid as a musician, might be one to also take part in you know, taking drugs and shit like that. So. 
yeah, why isn't it more mainstream? No idea, uh, especially given the uh, cultural um, embrace of these throughout uh, history. Good question. I'm only halfway through the documentary. I think I'm on episode number three. There's four episodes for this documentary, and I'm on number three, and maybe I'll finish it tonight. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Getting away from drugs. (laughs) Back to Chinese. (laughs) HSK5 book finally done. The first one I did. So I finished chapter 18, and I did the workbook test, and I uh, failed miserably uh, again. And one of the reasons is because I got fed up and the reason I got fed up was because I was falling asleep. I was trying to read this thing and was going, what is this saying? And I guess, you know, part of it is because it's so, maybe it's just so over my head. Maybe I've hit a level. Maybe I've capped myself with my Chinese. Maybe there is no more gains to be made in uh, Chinese. I, I know it's terrible to say, but what if, right? What if that it's done? It's over. Uh, and that maybe I just know as much as Chinese as that I'm going to possibly learn in this lifetime, uh, regardless of the caffeine or the alcohol that I take. Um, but it, it's not. Who knows? Maybe maybe my brain's saying, "Nah, we're done." You know, you, you've tried. You're good. <laughs> you've done. You've taken the test. You can talk that up. That talk, talk that point up for years to come. It'll be a good party story. But now, you know, sit back down and join the rest of the workers. Right? Get back to work there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, so I finished the first book. Uh, I will start doing the second book hopefully next next week. Although apparently I work next week, so that's going to be a bit of a uh, um, an issue. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, I never did do my characters, which is very important. I found like I really do got to uh, hit up those characters. And I realize now that I used to do these characters while I was walking. I think I mentioned this before uh, while I was walking in the morning. But now that I'm running. I, I don't review my characters as much, so it's it's a bit of an issue in terms of having that um, schedule, that routine within which I am actually um, reviewing the characters at the HSK5 level. I will have to make this work. It's got to work. I got to do it. The one thing I was looking at was the radicals today, and I was using this reading and writing Chinese book by, uh, who's this guy, um, William McNaughton. Revised by Jiagong Fan. And this one is actually one of the first books I bought on the Chinese language that uh, I would. Uh, so I remember taking this with me or copying out portions of it uh, on little uh, hotel notepads. I have a whole bunch of hotel notepads from around the country with the different uh, characters that I was writing out, that I was studying for that day. And each day I would take a new sheet of characters to study and they were all taken from this book and this book covers about 1500 uh char- 1725 characters uh so that's okay that's hsk4 basically yeah um not bad maybe hsk5 some somewhere around there between that and uh other than that i mean it's uh i i although i do want to uh keep on plugging away at this i mean i am not going to lie i'm i'm feeling a little bit frustrated that i i seem to be doing so horribly in these workbook mock tests practice reading practice characters and i will definitely hopefully by october be able to get some sort of uh semblance of 
uh, understanding going so I can score higher on my next go round of the HSK 5 test. Now I'll tell you, if I'm not doing well in my HSK test, my mock tests uh, by October, I will push the date off. There is no point in forcing this through. Um, and I certainly don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, how many times has he taken the test? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid that like and, and come up with, you know, a bit better of a study habit if I if I have to, uh, to conquer this test. But, uh, you know, three more weeks and I'll have my test scores from last week's test. Uh, and after that, I'll be able to sort of work out um, just how much, not that I really need to work out how much, I need to work on the characters. Game, set, match. Work on that, Stephen. Stop talking about all the other things that you're going to do. Just work on that. Uh, do that. <laughs> there, I'm lecturing myself. Just go do the characters and study them, and you'll be a lot better off, all right? All right, with that, tomorrow, uh, the weekend I have off, but uh, I think tomorrow morning I'm going to try to hit the bike again and get out there for another uh, little uh, spin around. I'm thinking about doing time lapses of those too. I think that'd be kind of neat to take the, the GoPro or whatever and uh, zip around for an hour, taking some, uh, making some videos and stuff like that. Why not? Quick and dirty, quick and easy, and... Uh, be a good memory of uh, some of the bike rides I have because hopefully I won't always do the same bike ride but I mean I, if it's for workout purposes I do like to have sort of a, a path to follow so I know exactly how long it's going to take me so I can time my day better uh, but uh, maybe I have to find three or four different paths to take right all right folks I'm going to leave it there thanks for watching thanks for listening I appreciate it show notes tracks and vids up on my website stevensersky.com have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. And remember, uh, drugs are good. Drugs are bad. Some are good. Some are bad. Ask your mom or ask your dad. Or better yet, do your research and uh, don't do them in countries that will um, uh, arrest you and uh, well, put you in jail. Okay? And with that, have a good weekend, folks. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.